Welcome to another episode of Characters in Class, where we roll up D&D characters from scratch without prior thought or planning. I'm Colin Carlton, and you are... Matthew Fillion, and you remembered the name of the show this time. I remembered the <laughs> whole intro. So was it written down, or you working nope. off of a nope. cheat sheet? <laughs> nope, just takes me three or four times to get into it and then i can remember the name of the only podcast that i came up with well the four you know four episodes is a good good spot to finally <laughs> remember the name of the thing you're making so. <laughs> um okay so we start with stats first yep uh okay. using the 46 drop the lowest and then assigning them out perfect uh, do you want to roll up first i think i went first last time yeah i'll roll first you got it Seven. Seven. Off to a shining start. Ooh. Uh, Eleven. Eleven. I was very excited to have a very mediocre number there. <laughs> yeah, it looked bigger than I thought it was. <laughs> Fourteen. Fourteen. Sixteen. There you go. Seventeen. Oh, boy. One more. Sixteen. 16. Wow, you got a that's a stud of a character right there. Yeah, started low, went high. Yeah. Okay, what did what what was it? You had a 7, 11, 14, 16, 17, 16. Whew. Yeah. Pick a multi um stat dependent uh multi attribute dependent thing and uh yeah. Go crazy. All right, here we go. I have uh 11. 16, 10, 15, 13. I get one more. Yep, one more. And last one. <laughs> and a 17. Cool. Man, what were we smoking Jesus. tonight? We got, well, considering that in the previous episode, I had someone with a four and a five. Yeah, four, the last episode we made villagers. I had I had three negative stats last week. I am totally okay with that. So what did I get there? Uh, so you had an 11, 16, 10, 15, 13, 17. Jesus. Man, that's see that it, I actually find it easier when you've got bad stats. I know. You know, if you get one like one or two good stats, you can kind of hand pick what you're gonna do, but this is wild. I mean you could, I mean, both of us pretty much have the pick of the litter. Yeah. I always, so my philosophy is if you only get like one or two good stats, this, you know, like wizard, druid, um, even like a rogue where you can rely on dexterity and not really need anything else, I sort of lean on those. But if I get a role like this, I start looking at stuff like monk, barbarian, bard paladin like stuff where you can do oh, a lot yeah. more with you know um i've already made a monk on this show that was my premiere i think yeah i think so, so i'm gonna too. skip monk this time but I, I like the when you get a when you get like three or four really high numbers i like to i like to mess around with the more complicated classes you know what are some heavy stats for warlocks well warlock is funny because you can depending on the warlock you can cruise by on just charisma usually oh, I, if i'm doing a warlock i do charisma and then I'll uh, do constitution and dexterity. Those are my three. Like, get, get you some hit points and then get you some armor or some 
avoidability and then everything else could be a dumb stab. But as long as you get high charisma, man, see, actually, and I start thinking before I even think class, I'm thinking species. Uh-huh. And so if you do throwing out some ideas, brainstorming here, Triton, you get three plus ones to any stat. Well, using the Tasha's rules. Um, yeah. I think it's like strength, constitution, and charisma if you use the actual um, book stats. But using the Tasha's where you can assign them. So with the three plus one, I could make it, I could get turn 15, 13, 17 into a 16, 14, 18. So I'd have two 16s, an 18, and a 14, which is some beefy stats. Or yeah. you could do a half elf, turn the 16 into an 18, 17 into an 18, and the 15 into a 16. <laughs> <laughs> some massive stats there too really beef it up or i mean really with that with the plus two to one and plus one to another you could get i don't know what do you think do two you could really be max out two and do two or almost max out two and do two 18s and a 15 is a pretty good spread for almost anything ah oh, what to do what to do what to do you think of warlock already i don't know i mean yeah warlock or I guess I could even I could multi-class, couldn't I? I mean, really, that's um with stats like that. Whenever you get whenever you get a couple of uh, a couple of sixteens and above, you can start looking at multi-classing because you can do almost anything. I'm actually I'm narrowing it down. We're like not going to do a fighter, not going to do a rogue, not going to do a cleric because those are two singles class um, dependent. But um. I'm going to start with I'm going to start with species. That's what I'm going to go to. Opening up my species into the race category here on D&D Beyond. Would I do a bard or would I do a barbarian? You know, I think we're having a harder time with this. I yeah, because it's actually easier with dump stats. Um, uh-huh. There is no my lowest was a ten. You know what? I'm going to go. I don't know where I'm taking this, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go full goth, and I'm going okay. to do a I'm going to do a kinku warlock. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well you might as well just embrace the chaos yeah you know what no man so many okay so many options here i think yeah. i'm gonna do a barbarian because i can get because with barbarian you need strength constitution and dexterity to max out to your or to, to help with your uh, ac uh-huh so i can easily get an 18 might actually be more fun to do a bard because you know the problem with bards is you almost have no offense yeah um but if you ha- if you can get an 18 in dex- dexterity and an 18 in charisma you can be a pretty good sword bard uh-huh um if you start there like if you if your baseline is starting off with with uh, with two 18s yeah i mean i is. i like i like bards more than mm-hmm. i expected to and i feel like they can get overlooked a little bit mm-hmm I think well, and 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 with bards, the funny thing with bards is that the people tend to play them a certain way. Either they go full on, you just you just dive headlong into doing um, the whole horny bard thing, uh, support class, um, yeah. or you sit there and you try to figure out a way to make it work. Um, uh, without if you're either full support and you hang back and you play the play for laughs, or you know it, it, you know, it, but there's so many things. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be built. There's no right way to play a bard. Yeah, no, no, no. I am. I have. I have hit decision paralysis. This is hilarious. What are you doing for race? What did you? 
I had I hadn't picked a race yet because I'm I'm kind of oh yeah you're oh you're stuck on both oh yeah 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 because I'm well uh, so I'm looking at ma- mathematically mathematically if I do something that gives me three plus ones I can start with an eighteen and two two sixteens and a fourteen that's wild or if I do something that does the plus two and a plus one uh huh I can still start with two eighteens a fifteen and a thirteen I'm messing around with the math because because uh. Um, there's so many, so many different ways this could go. I don't like it. I don't like having stats this good. This is good. This is, this is, this is frustrating. This is incredible because yeah, in theory, you want these stats to start with. Right. Like this is, these are the kind of stats I would apologize to my DM for, or my, Uh or depending on your DM, they might not believe you. Um, Because for a playable character, you, you know, this is kind of guaranteeing you some success. Yeah. This means you're going to be good at almost everything. All right, all right, all right, all right. Making a decision, making a decision. We're gonna, we're gonna. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna multi-class this little crow, crow person. <laughs> uh, and 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 what is the game plan there? So it it's gonna be it, it's gonna be a warlock barbarian. So here's something to consider: you can't cast spells while you're raging. Oh fuck. It's funny, one of the theory crafting, messing around with numbers here, um, barbarians are one of the few classes that have limitations like that. You can't cast while raging. And also their level 20 ability, if you stay single class, is one of the ones that's worth keeping um, oh, because right. you get a stat boost. It's, it, most of them, it's like, eh, if you can get 16 or 18 levels in the class, you're good. You can multi-class and it's fine. Um, um, okay, you know what? I actually, okay, I'm keeping it. I yeah I like I'm gonna go somewhere with that that you can't okay. cast spells while you're raging. So that's actually going to be part of your part of that's going to be some character plan? development. Yep. Okay. 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 Making a decision. Making a decision. Making a decision. Making a call. I am going to go with these are crazy good stats. I'm gonna go. You know what? Let's let's go with let's go with a let's go with a very dexterous bard. I'm going to I'm going to make a a, a melee bard with these stats. Okay. And I am going to do a variant human. No, ah, I'm, I'm, these stats, these are the kind of stats where if you, if you like rolling up in front of everybody, like I gotta go home and think about this for a little while. Yeah, you're, you're, you're having some trouble. Actually, you know what? Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna go with how to maximize the numbers here to get the be- best bang for the buck. I'm going to do a Triton. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna do the thing that with, the, I get the three, the three um, stat boosts there. Um, so that gives you pl- plus one to three different stats. Uh, so I'll be able to turn the 17 into an 18, a okay. 15 into a 16. So I'll have two 16s and then I'll have a 14 for another really good one there. Um, yeah, that's and then, solid. And so that's a very solid start for Triton. And then what would be a good, what's a good class for a merman? Um, Ranger? He could be a bard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, bard would be great. Um, you know, especially if you're thinking like a, you know, kind of, ancient sea shanty kind of mer person siren luring people mm-hmm. in kind of thing but yeah bard would be good um um i could see paladin paladin would work i never build a paladin i'm gonna build a paladin okay let's do this all right okay here we go sorry i actually completely locked up i'll do a triton paladin um how are you spreading out your stats uh that's what i'm just looking into I'm going to stack this guy a little bit. Okay, I think I'm going to do a 17 for my charisma. 
Okay. I'm going to do a 16 in my strength. I'm going to put the other 16 in dexterity. I'm going to knock that 14 into my constitution. I'm going to put the 11 in my... No, I'm going to put the 7 in my intelligence and the 11 in, uh, 11 in my wisdom. Mm-hmm. So that's going to make strength a 16, dexterity an 18, uh, constitution of 14, intelligence 7, wisdom <laughs> 12, charisma 17. Um, oh, and I get a kinku training, mm-hmm. acrobatics, deception, sleight of hand, stealth. I'll go with deception and sleight of hand. No, oh, so you get a you get a choice of the. Uh... I get two. Basically, you get some rogue skills to start off with. Yeah, that's interesting. What, do you, any ideas what you're going to do for background yet, or we can get to that as a. Yeah, not not yet, but I'm on the road to it. Um, all right, so it's funny. I went with Triton, and I ended up instead of you know I always say we'll just use the Tasha's rules and we'll put the stats where you need to, but it actually turns out that they they get perfect i probably should have known this since i dm a billion but nobody nobody ever plays a triton nobody ever plays an aquatic campaign um they actually get a bonus using the base rules for strength constitution and charisma which is where i was going to put them anyway oh that's great so i ended up my stats are going to be i uh, put the 17 into strength and bumped it up to an 18 um uh, and then i did the two i was able to make two 16s with those plus or i had a 16 naturally and a plus uh, and a plus two um another so um uh 16s in constitution and charisma which are the two other things you need as a paladin um and then i was left over with the 14 10 and 11 so i just threw the, the 14 into dexterity for a little bit of um initiative bonus yeah. or do i or, or maybe do i do a or maybe do i make him a little less dexter no you know when you go this guy's this guy's a this guy's a physical brute this guy's that's just that he's this is a warrior yeah. Um, he's not dumb. He's got a, a, a 10 in intelligence and an 11 in, in, in wisdom. So he's got some, you know, no negatives. This is a, a guy who works physically. This is not a guy who's going to charm his way. Although he, he's got some, he can charm, but he's not going to think his way out of things. He might charm his way out of things, but not think it. I like that. I like that. That's good. Um, he's very physical. Um, so Tritons, this is fun. I'm going to sell our audience on playing Tritons. You are amphibious, so you can breathe air and water dark vision like everybody else you are resistant to cold damage a guardian of the depths you got a swim speed of 30 feet so you can swim as fast as you can walk i was gonna ask about that yeah yeah um not you know it, it, swim speed is funny because <clears throat> it depends on the campaign sometimes you just never need it and sometimes you need it a lot so if this is a water-based campaign um swim speed is super useful and then they get controlled air and water so they get a spell at level one a spell at level three and a spell at level five they can cast once a day fog cloud which is has its uses, <laughs> gust of wind at level three, and wall of water um, at level five. Um, actually, I take that back. You can you can cast any of those. Wait a second. You can cast this. You can cast this. Ah, you can cast one of the three per day. It sounds like. Okay. Once you cast a spell with this trait, you can't cast that spell again. That's a lie. You can cast them each once a day. So fog cloud, gust of wind. Yeah, gust of wind, and then um, wall of water. I because I will always forget that you get the spells later. I always on a character sheet will put. I'll actually type into the spell slot like for level three. You know, I'll put gust of wind parentheses racial at level three, so I know I can't use it till I get to level three. But I won't yep. forget it when I get to level three. So I always um, 
it's my cheat of making sure I don't fuck up and forget it later. No, that's pretty smart. Um, so all right, so I got a swimmy, swimmy paladin. I like this. Uh, I like that you yeah, got here. That's that's you know, it's he's built like a very good paladin. And then the, the um a dex uh dex of 14 gives you the option of doing medium armor instead of heavy if you want to, because all the medium armor lets you add your dexterity, but not more than two plus two. So a 14 yeah. means if if he finds a breastplate or something like that. It wants to use that instead of like plate mail. You get the option to use either, and you're not kind of married to wearing heavy armor as a strength paladin. Okay, that's good. Um, all right, so that's that's uh, that's that's a triton. Uh, oh, and they can talk to fish. Oh well, of course. Emissary of the emissary of, emissary of the sea. Uh, aquatic beasts have extraordinary affinity with your people. You can communicate simple ideas to beasts that can breathe water. They can understand the meaning of your words, though you have no special ability to understand them in return. Okay, so you can talk to fish, but they can't talk back. Cool. All right. <laughs> huh. Um, yeah, I guess because otherwise it would be speak with animals, right? Right. So at least, you know, you can tell a fish, hey, excuse me, I'm just passing through. Please don't attack me. Um, so you can Aquaman this and then and that's kind of it. Yeah, like Aquaman can't actually talk to the fish, but he can tell him what he, what, what he, what's going on in his head. Yeah. Do you like to... Uh, I race background and then then figure out the the um the class stuff um do you like to go in the other order or do you like to do the background before you do the background no class? we can do that we can do a background uh, what is your what is your warlock barbarian kenku background let's see what are my choices for this guy i really like that kenkus can only mimic that it sounds great <laughs> <laughs> in a campaign i would imagine it's difficult it's it's got to be in. Uh, I every time I've put a, a Kenku in as an NPC, I realize I've made a terrible mistake <laughs> because I'm now committed to only talking in other people's voices. And uh -huh. if you if you're a DM who does voices, now you're really fucked because you've got to you got to nail it. Now you got to yeah you got to mimic your players, which is not the same as when I deliberately put in a not a gazer the other one. The little tiny beholder oh. kin, you know what I'm talking about the the very smallest beholder kin, um, yep, which is basically there to make fun of your players and just just mock them. Uh, oh, it is a gazer because the spectator is the one above that. It goes, okay. gazer is the is the little one, spectator is the medium sized one, beholder is the big, <laughs> the big bastard. Um, um, okay, so background for my kinku, I can choose archolite, charlatan, criminal spy, entertainer, folk folk hero. Gladiator, uh, Guild Artisan, Haunted One, Hermit, Knight, Noble, Outlander, Pirate, Sage, Sailor, Soldier, Urchin. Hmm. What's a Haunted One again? Haunted Ones are, it's, uh, I, if I'm remembering it correctly, and I'll call the specifics, it's basically like something horrible happened to you in your past, and that's sort of like your defining moment, your call to action. Prior to okay. becoming an adventurer, your path was defined by a dark, one dark moment, one fateful decision, or one tragedy. Now you feel darkness threatening to consume you. I mean, if you're going full on goth, you know, yeah, Raven. Okay, um, do you have the do you have the stuff? Or do you want me to tell you the character? The so there's a table you can roll for the harrowing event that causes this, or you can make one up on your own. Oh, uh, uh, you know what? Yeah, let's let's do a table. But okay. give me something uh, to roll, and I'll just pick it. At random. Uh, uh, roll a d10. I'll tell you what you get. Okay. Two. Two. You were born under a dark star. 
You can feel it watching you coldly and distantly. Sometimes it beckons you in the dead of night. Ooh. Okay. That's not bad. That's a dark star. Um, you also get a gothic trinket. Hell yeah. Do you happen to have your percentile dice? So you can just roll the d10 twice and we can do yeah. ten, 10 digit and. No, here digit. I got it. Actually, I got it. Uh, 69. A flag from a ship lost at sea. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. And then um, the stuff you get with that, you get to choose two from Arcana, Investigation, Religion, or Survival. Arcana, no, Religion, mm-hmm. and Survival. Cool. Uh, you get to choose one exotic language, one of the weird ones like Abyssal, Celestial, Deep Speech, Draconic, Infernal, Primordial, Sylvan, or Undercommon. Celestial. Celestial. So you talk to angels? Yeah, sure. Why not? And your equipment is a Monster Hunters pack, which is the coolest pack, in my own humble opinion. Um, common clothing and the Gothic trinket. So, um, oh, it's Dang funny. It. it doesn't see, you know, how every other background comes with, a, you know, some pocket change, like five gold or something. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. You don't get any money. You start broke. All right. So if this guy's a, like a wandering, I'm kind of picturing this guy. This guy thinks he's a hero. Yeah. You know, like he's. You know, it's this is the water version of. I'm reading um, uh, the comic, the latest comic of the Eternals. Uh huh. And um, which is great, by the way. Even if you didn't like the movie, or if you haven't seen the movie, um, the new Kieran Gillen um, and uh, Rubik uh, comic, it's phenomenal. But um, it talks about all these the Eternals as being boiled down into like their core thing. Like this one is a snake, and this one is a is a inventor yeah and, um, that's cool icarus and icarus is an arrow an arrow has one job it's to hit its target and his whole and the, it's this it's kind of cool it's like the whole idea of icarus is like he, he only knows how to do one thing it's to be a hero you know like uh-huh. it's just he's he's he, you point him at a thing and he hits it um and he's a very simple he's a very simple man you know <laughs> so i'm kind of picturing this guy is like that's his that's his job his job he's not he's not smart he's not wise he's charismatic um and his job is to you know aim him at something and he'll and he'll hit it for you um and um so i don't know would he be a knight would he be a sailor because he's a triton would he be a noble would he be a folk hero kind of sounds like knight to me if he's just gonna aim for something and hit it yeah i mean so knights have that kind of money side of things like they're kind of um because they're they're a sub subset of the noble option. Yeah, they're a variant of the of the noble option. Um, I just want to look at folk hero compared to, or he could also be an outlander because he's, you know, a triton is. You're not going to see many tritons on land. No, no, that's um, right. Folk hero, you come from a humble social rank, but destined for much more. That's folk hero. Outlander was the other one I was thinking of. You grew up in the wilds, far from civilization. No, um, let's go with. I could always go with Far Traveler. Oh, that could work too. Because he's from somewhere. I mean, are you going to play this guy, you think, story-wise at least, would you play this guy mainly on the land? or I, would, I wouldn't use this guy for campaign on purely on land. Like if there's, a, if there's a coastal thing, it wouldn't necessarily have to be an aquatic campaign, but if there was some sort of coastal 
um, I would save him for a campaign where a Triton fits because yep. you know they don't make sense in the desert. They don't make sense in the mountains. Um, I mean, he'd go wherever the adventure takes them, but you know, yep. like this would be like a Ghost of Salt Marsh or that sort of thing. Let's just go all in here. He's a he's a paladin. He's a knight. We'll give him a knight background. They start off with history and persuasion. Persuasion, he's going to be pretty good at because he's got the charisma. History, he could use a little bit of help because he's mediocre at that. Um, knights know a gaming set. And if I were really fa- getting fancy, I might want to trade that for, you know, use the whole Tasha's thing if like he can trade a gaming set for like a tool proficiency or something. Yeah. One extra language. He knows common and primordial as a, as a Triton. So what do you think a useful language would be? Um... Primordial is the like the elementals language. Common. Maybe elves because you might run into sea elves, elvish. Oh yeah. Or so I mean if you're leaning, you know, I don't know. I paladins and knights I always seem to seem to think are a little bit cleaner, like a little bit yeah. more polished, not necessarily like down and dirty. Mm-hmm. Which I would associate with like elves and you know him being able to chit chat with them easier you know that actually that i would say there are cls so maybe that in the game so and and they would probably be people that he might have to interact with socially yep. so we'll say he knows elvish as his third language there okay um and then they, he gets <laughs> a set of fine clothes a signet ring a scroll of pedigree and a purse with 25 gold so he starts off with some cash yeah he does um all right so that's that's night um and on to class. Okay, so let's say let's say level two. All right. So you do one and one. One and one, just yeah. for simplicity's sake. So what would you do as your primary class? Warlock. Warlock. All right. Which means I need to pick a patron. Yep. <laughs> who who? What kind of a patron would have? I mean, actually, if you're going full goth, you got some pretty good options there. I mean, I guess if I'm taking celestial. A celestial would probably be wise. Or you could go full goth and do like the undead or the um, undying. Oh. I mean, I, I, I actually love the celestial warlock pact. It's um, super useful. Like you can be the, you can be a blaster and a cleric in the same character. It's it's, but, but if you, if you're playing into that whole, like, you know, um, God, I'm gonna get the quote wrong. The the the, the so quote the Raven, you know. Like, oh, you could yeah. go, you could go full Raven Halloween with this guy if you wanted to. Um, but or you could, you know, so it's funny because being a mythology nerd, um, ravens were sacred to Apollo, like they were sun, mm-hmm. you know, sun creatures. So you could go the other, go completely the other direction too. I'm going celestial. Extended spell list, bonus cantrip, mm-hmm. healing light. Yeah, that healing light's okay, a nice lifesaver. Yeah, um, I bet. Yeah. Okay, first level spells. Cure wounds, guiding bolt. Yeah. So you've got um 1d8 hip uh, hit dice. Yep. So you, uh, you know light armor, you know uh simple weapons. Um your wisdoms, your wisdom and charisma saving throws are what you're proficient in proficient in. And you get two more skills, Arcana, Deception, History, Intimidation, Investigation, Nature, or Religion. So you get two of those. Uh, Arcana, mm. Intimidation. 
cool. <laughs> Does he grab another voice, like somebody else's voice, the, the most intimidating oh, one he's heard yeah. and use that to mimic? Yeah. But it's always just whatever that person was saying, no matter oh, yeah. the situation. He can't, he can't actually say it had to be he, somebody intimidated him uh-huh. and he saved that for later. Yep. It's like, yeah. he could be talking like a child and then turn around and be like, get out of here. Like, uh-huh. just... <laughs> oh, that's so creepy. You're starting gear. If you care to put it down, you either get a light crossbow or a simple weapon. Is he a, is he a, a bow person or is he a staff person or a dagger person? Oof. Are axes light? The axes aren't light weapon, are they? No, they're um, they're light, but they're not. Actually, no, they are simple weapons. Hand axes are. Not 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 a war axe, but you can have like a yeah. hatchet. No, you know what? I'm gonna uh, crossbow. Crossbow. All right. Um, would he use component pouch or would he use an arcane focus? Like, would he actually use the components that are listed, or would he like focus it through some no. pack thing? With, uh, his, with his... yeah, I think focus it through a pack. All right. See. So he... The yeah, flag. Right. What I had a flag, right? Yeah. So you actually cast through the flag. Yeah. Yeah. Let's cast right, it cool. through the flag of that sunken ship I got. And then you get a scholar's pack or a dungeoneer's pack. Uh, oh, what's in the scholar's pack? Um, that's got all the things like it's got parchment and ink and like a like wax for sealing things. It's oh um, yeah 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 yeah. Right. Let's let's do that because I can write in different languages. That's I just yeah, can, can only always... speak and mimic. All right, so you get a scholar's pack, and then oh, this is funny, leather armor, two daggers, and a, and in any simple weapon. So you could take the crossbow and the axe. You can start off with both oh, if you want. Okay, to. well then, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. All right. Um, all right. Next up, you get two dose uh, cantrips at level one. Oh right. Yep. And you also get I'm gonna look at your table here, and you get you know two spells. But you only got one spell slot at level one. Jeez, man, warlock, warlocks. Okay, they get the best cantrips, but get man, screwed. they get screwed on spells. You don't get a second spell slot until level two. And then yeah. you don't get a third spell slot until 11. That's rough. Okay, Is that so right? You, oh my God. Yeah. All right. So at level one, you get your patron stuff. Uh, so you basically pick two cantrips and two spells in those two that are on the celestial um, pact are options. You can take cure wounds and guiding bolt, but then aren't, aren't on top of your other spells. You only know two at the two to start with. You do learn more spells, but you only get two spells lots of level two. So okay. Um, I mean, would you, are you are you going? Are you going to be the classic warlock and take uh, elders blast? You're going to take a. Uh... It's a hard one to give up. <laughs> I know. I mean, it is fun. It's funny because uh, it solves all of the other problems because you can always hit something with Elder's Blast if you take it, but uh, but you are very much a stereotype. Uh, is there anything more goth? Uh, you've got Chill Touch. It goes to the skeletal hand uh, in the space of the creature within range. You make a ranged spell attack. Chill Touch is the classic... Um, I was, I've been listening to the uh, Black Dice Society, and every time someone casts it, B. Dave Walters points out that it is neither cold damage nor a touch spell. It is a ranged spell attack with necrotic damage. So it's not chill touch is the worst name spell in the game. Um, and, and he says it almost every time someone casts it and it never stops being funny because it's like, it is named so wrong. Chill touch is not touch and is not cold. Um, that's really funny. So that's a, that's a necrotic ranged spell. Um, there is frostbite, a cold damage, 60 foot 
Um, oh, it's a that's a that's a save uh, save rather than a spell attack. I don't know. Do you, when you when you cast an attack spell, do you, do you prefer to roll your own dice and roll an attack, or do you like to um, or do you like to have the the DM roll a save? I don't actually care. I I actually kind of think I like the save a little bit more because it feels more. You know, in my mind, if I'm thinking of something like arcane, and if I'm tossing a spell at somebody, I feel like that's not a skill set. That's something you do. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, okay, if I'm picking up a sword and I'm going to try and stab somebody, I should roll for that because that's like a skill I have taught myself and learned as a muscle memory. If I'm throwing a spell or casting at somebody, it's kind of on them to either Mm -hmm. get out of the way or, you know, to mentally block it. Um, That's how I kind of like interpret it. I like I uh, I kind of like to have the personal responsibility of rolling the attack. <laughs> like it's on me. Like it's not on yeah. the DM. But that's that's more my. Also, as a DM, when I'm DMing, I like the player to get mad at themselves if they miss, as opposed to mad at me if I save. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. more of a. That's just because I'm an incredibly anxious person who doesn't like myself, and I don't want the player to be mad at me. But um, <laughs> I got one for you though. If you want a goth spell. That is da- that does damage. That is a save rather than attack. There is toll the dead. I was just going. I just pulled it up and I was looking at that, and I was just going to say toll the dead. A classic. That is that is one of my favorite cleric attacks. Okay, I'm going to go um, with toll the dead. All right. So you you are breaking with tradition and not taking elders blast. Correct. And what would you would do? Would your second one be a utility spell or another attack or what would you? Yeah, I usually like to have one utility. Cantrip. Well, the the always popular Mage Hand, Minor Illusion, and Prestidigitation are all available. Ooh, my, minor Illusion. We're gonna minor go. Illusion. I'm gonna, yeah, Minor Illusion. Right. I'm gonna roll that into my character development. And for your first level spells, you get those two Celestial spells that are your options: Cure Wounds or Guiding Bolt. And then yeah. you've got. Um, would you want attacks? Would you want um, utility? What would you? I think attacks. Well, there's always there's the always popular hex, which does which adds extra damage to your attacks. Oh yeah, I like hex. Let's do hex. So that's always that's a that's a solid one. They don't have a ton of attack spells at level one. Witch bolt, which is people hate it, but I've seen a lot of players enjoying it lately. I've seen a lot of players making good use of it. Um, it's that sort of you cast. It's like it's like an electrical attack, electricity attack. Why do people not but like it? I don't. I think it's because you you, you can you can maintain concentrate maintain concentration and keep the spell on the same target so you're not uh-huh. burning a second spell slot i think it means you're you're burning your concentration you can only concentrate oh. on witch bolt but um but what about cause fear oh cause fear is fun you awaken a sense of mortality in any creature you can see within range that's a i mean it's a fear spell that's if a very goth, goth spell if you know if you're going thematically you might I'm... not use it every fight but that would actually be a fun one Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do cause fear and what did I say? Hex and hex. Now yeah. the funny thing is you're kind of mixing your messages a little bit because you've got um uh, celestial patron but doing creepy stuff. Creepy stuff. Yeah, maybe keep... I can maybe I can bridge that with the story. And don't forget your other bone your other benefits as a celestial warlock. Calling it up. You get that healing light at level one. So you've got a dice pool of one plus your warlock level. Um, basically, it's a pool of D6s that you can use to ca- to heal yep. your companions. So you get two D6s at level one. Any creature within 60 feet, you can expend one or two of those dice to heal them. So you get like a pocket heal. And it is, is it a bonus? It's, it's a bonus action, which is good. Always yep. good to have healing as a bonus action. 
Yeah, I like that. Um, all right. That's not a bad little combo. No, 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 no. Um, so on Paladins, I think Paladins are pretty simple when they start up. Um, of course, they get the D10s. Uh, how many hit points? Did you, did you, what was your um, constitution bonus? Uh, it's a 14, so modifier, so two. So, oh, so you start off with 10 hit points. That's not bad for a spellcaster. No, you know, it is the because I took barbarian. Oh, at level two, you'd um, at level two, it's showing me 19. Oh, yeah. So at level two, you're adding, oh, let's, you know, before we even talk about paladins, if you if you multi class into barbarian, you learn shields. So you, you can carry a shield if you want one. Um, and you do get access to martial weapons. So basically, the bonus skills you get when you become a barbarian at level two is the, um, the ability to use a shield and a real weapon instead of just simple weapons. Okay. All right. We'll see. Um, we'll see. I kind of like where we're at. All right. And, and you do get unarmored defense or not unarmored. Uh, I think that's what they call it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's funny. And yeah, rage. So you get, yeah. And so you learn <laughs> unarmored defense. So you don't actually have to wear armor. What's your dexterity? It's, de- de- uh, it's dexterity and con are the two things that you had. So what's your AC without you without. Oh. Are you better off wearing leather armor, um, wearing armor to, um, or are you better off uh, doing your constitution and your dexterity together to get your AC? Ooh, okay. So for dexterity, I have 18. So my modifier is four and constitution is 14. So, so your base, so without any armor on, you have an AC of 16 as a barbarian, even yeah. not raging. That's not bad at all. No. <laughs> for a spellcaster, that's okay. So For a, for a crow person? No. That's yeah. Not. And you get two rages a day. See, so if you switch over from spell casting to hitting things with your axe, uh-huh. you're adding an extra. You're adding an extra plus two damage when you rage. That's a hoot. Yeah, I'm already enjoying this. Barbarians are okay. So those those are the only two things. That's actually nice and simple. You you get you get rage. Can't cast while you're doing it, but you get a bunch of you get the advantage on strength checks and saving throws. You get to add your strength bonus, um, strength and the rage bonus to damage. And you are resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. So you could be casting spells and being like, fuck it, I'm going to, and now I rage, and then you charge it. That's a weird combination. I, I kind of want to see you use this guy in, a, in an actual game because I have no yeah. idea how, how that works out. Yeah, Basically, this, you're gonna is, be, this is funky. This is, you know, it's funny. I think it would be tough to do in a long campaign because you're going to kind of, you're going to be, you're not committing to one or the other. But if you're going to do a uh-huh. one shot and have a, have a split, that would actually be a lot of fun or, or short, or like a shorter campaign. Yeah. Um, so paladins at level one, um, for the D10 hit points, so he'll start off. He's got a, he's got 16 in con, so he'll start off with 13 hit points. Okay. Um, he knows all armor and shields, simple weapons, martial weapons, no tool proficiencies, uh, saving throw, wisdom, and charisma. I'm glad that paladins have the proficiency in wisdom saving throws because his wisdom is uh, plus zero, so he needs some help on wisdom saves. And his charisma saves will be great because he's got high charisma. And then two of athletics, insight, intimidation, medicine, persuasion, or religion. He already knows persuasion. He already knows history. I'd say athletics. He's a strong boy. Yeah. And then, okay, this is funny. I think other people normally would go with intimidation because he's the big strong paladin and he wants to intimidate. I think I'm going to take insight because his, his wisdom is pretty low. Oh, so you're going to beef it up there. And so I'm going to give him, yeah, medicine won't, 
I mean, medicine never hurts, but it's not particularly helpful. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's studious enough to take religion. I make my players roll a ton of like religion, history, arcana. Like I love the intelligence skills, but yeah. I actually don't, I don't think this guy, I, he, he was not looking at books. He was out, he was, he was, he was, he was working out. He's lifting. <laughs> um, I pick things up. I put them down. But I'm gonna, but I'm gonna bump. I'm gonna give him proficiency and in insight, so he's at least he can read people a little bit better than than he should yeah. be able to. His starting gear: a martial weapon and a shield, or two martial weapons. I feel like you wouldn't swim very well with a shield, unless I actually would it be like a little buckler? You know what I mean? Like I'm picturing. I'm, I love that I just did the visual, oh. um, and we're recording a podcast <laughs> for the listeners because there are no viewers. I just made a very small buckler gesture around my forearm like an idiot yeah. like you could see it actually here's here's how i'm going to decide that because uh at level two he'll pick a fighting style and that will be and there is no option for paladins to take two weapon fighting that's one of the ones they don't get they get dueling so you, if you're only using one weapon you get a plus two to damage defense we get a plus one to ac blind fighting blessed warrior which you learn a couple of spell casting cantrips yeah. great weapon fighting which is the you're better with one single massive weapon or inter, interception or protection, which is some of the newer stuff. And I'm inclined to either, I know he wouldn't get it to level two, but I would plan ahead for this because that's what I want to like. I suppose it depends on if the party needs a bodyguard, I would take the, the defensive one, but it really, I kind of like the extra damage. Like if you take, if you take um, dueling, you get a little bit of extra damage using just the one weapon. So I think I'll do getting ahead of myself, but I always like to think of that. So I'll do, a, a, you know, it'd be crazy to not take a trident, wouldn't it? I mean, I'm picturing trident and buckler shield, like a little, yeah. like a small shield that he can swim with. So his hand is mostly free. Actually, it's even like the shield is shaped in such a way that he can use it to like, like a paddle to, to paddle. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's what he's got. Okay. So he's got a, the tridents. I think the trident's um, damage is lower than, than, like an axe or a sword, which is not awesome, but style-wise. Uh, then he comes with five javelins or any simple melee weapon. I think we'll do the javelins. Only they're five javelins. Sm- only they're smaller tridents. He's throwing underwater yeah. spears. Um, try, uh, javelins. He gets either a priest's pack or an explorer's pack. He's totally taking the explorer's pack because he is not religious. He's not a religious paladin. He's a like a do-gooder. Yeah. No. Chainmail. And a holy symbol. What's this holy symbol? Uh, Are you leaning into the merman thing? And is it going to be oh, like a like a conch it's, shell? It's got to be aquatic. I think conch shell is a little too hippie. I think I think it's some sort of sea predator, like either a shark or um, like a leopard seal or something like that. We'll go. Actually, we'll go with them. It's like a shark, like a like a on a on like a like a leather thong around his neck. He's got like a and the shark actually. Um, once again, doing a visual. Yeah, orcas are and it, vicious. So yeah, it's an, so he'll do. It's an orca, like in metal. Yeah, um, and the nose and the tip of the tail touch on like um, a pendant. Oh, so that okay. it creates a circle that he wears around his neck. Yep. Um, yep. And then paladins get divine sense, which is so funny. I, I, players love to use it, and it's only so limited. Like it's not the best part about being a paladin, but you can sense evil within sixty feet of you. Celestial fiends are undead. So he's got this sort of ability to sense trouble, which actually might be kind of fun for an underwater paladin. Like, is there something wrong? There's something wrong in this cave and I can sense it. That, and, that one's solid. And then the ever popular lay on hands where he can heal uh, a pool of hit points, paladin level times five. So he starts off with 
five points to heal and it gets better from there. That's good. Which is always great. I'm curious because you went to level two. I'm just going to look at what he would have got. He gets, he does get smites and spell casting at level two, but I'm going to, I'm not going to bother with, with, with that. That's, that's too much extra time spent. <laughs> I think for, um, he'd probably, he, you know, when he gets to level two, he'll take a heal spell and he'll take a smite spell. And that will be his two spells. Um, done and done. Actually, just out of curiosity, I always forget how many spells paladins know. They're like clerics. They can change it out every morning. You know, like yeah. pray to whoever. Ah, okay. It is your charisma modifier plus half your paladin level rounded down. So he's got in 16. So he starts off with four spells. So you take a, he'll take a, a level two. He'll take a smite spell. He'll take a heal spell. And then there's some funny spells that paladins get access to that can force people to fight you. Like, uh, I think it's like, I think they get like things like sanctuary where they can. Oh yeah. Give it's you know disadvantage. Like if you try to attack your friend, they have to they have to pick another target if they roll a certain level. So I would say without picking out the actual spells that I'll give them, a couple of spells that kind of force people like compel duel or something like that. Like those spells that for, like hit me, not him. Yeah. Because that's what this guy does. His it'll be a heal, a smite, and some fun shit with um, you know, trying to get people to pay attention to him and not, you know, protection from evil or something like that. And it always, it's funny because we always build these guys so low, but what do you think this guy's oath would be for when he hit level three? Like I always, I always like to play, like for any of the classes that hit the low, like get their subclass at level three, I kind of want to know where I'm going before I get there. Uh-huh. Sort of build the story out. Conquest, devotion, glory, redemption, vengeance, ancients, crown, watchers, or oath breakers. You know, you could make it, I'm borrowing a little bit from Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, but you could make it that he is trying to prove himself worthy as a knight. Because mm-hmm. those Arthurian legends, they were all about, you know, proving yourself. Well, for mm-hmm. those, it was, you know, mostly like proving yourself holy or proving yourself just or proving yourself uh, worthy of the king or whatever. You know, Here's an idea. I've never done one of these before. The Oath of the Watchers. Oh, what um, is that? It is um, the paladins protect the mortal realm from the predations of extraplanar creatures. Um, the watchers hone their minds, spirits, and bodies for the, as the ultimate weapons against such threats. They're ever vigilant in spotting in the influence of extraplanar forces, often establishing a network of spies. I think this guy, his whole job, because the ocean is vast right this is, it, yeah it, it we don't we don't know our we don't know what's in the ocean on earth let alone in a fantasy world right uh-huh so he is this roving knight who is looking for in, incursions from the plane of water or in, in incursions from the surface world like trying to damage the, the the ocean kingdoms or something he's looking for he is he's the he's the watcher on the on the coast instead yeah. of the watcher on the wall you know so his his um and he rarely goes home he's just always on the road like this traveling wandering night watching for a threat that might stopping a threat before it gets to where the people that he cares about or that he's supposed to be protecting are you got a real bill bixby thing going on oh yeah <laughs> this 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 big honking tank of a hero at the end of every um, episode, he just swims away down the current with a bag yep, slung over his shoulder. <laughs> with his trident and his little shield that's a paddle. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's like he's he's a classic knight. He's he's the guy that's watching. He goes where the problem is and he resolves it and then he moves on. 
and somewhere back home, he's a knight to somebody. He's, you know, whether it's a king or a noble or this order or something like that, like he's uh-huh. part of this, this round table of, and maybe it's not all. Okay. I'm going, here's my deep dive on this one. He's, he's a Triton, but he's part of this order of what, like ocean watchers. Right. And there's like, Triton and mermaids and sea elves and Lokatha and like all of the aquatic races that, that are so funny, like the, the hippo men, like all of the things that might live in the ocean. So yeah. when you get to the round table, it's just like smorgasbord of different species. So it's not just an order of Tritons. It's an order of, it's just a fisherman's platter. Yeah. Of fisherman's platter of knights, <laughs> of the knights of the round conch shell. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and there are these watchers, you know, we can, yeah, um, the, 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 you know, the, the ocean, ocean guardians or something like that. You know, they're the, the, the tiger sharks cartoon from when we were kids. Um, <laughs> so that's his whole, that's his whole deal. And that's why he might end up on the surface. Maybe he finds yep. that there's some sort of incursion that's coming into the ocean from above the water and he's got to go up and, and be and deal with um something outside of his comfort zone yeah um, and that might lead him to join an adventuring party on the surface um yeah yeah that works that works that works all right he needs a name though what's your guy's name okay so so my kim Koo's name is <laughs> and you're going to do that every single time right yep that's his that's his name i am Looking up ocean gods, list of ocean deities. Oh, that'll be a good one. Because he's going to be named after some. You would think. I've written two books in a series of aquatic adventures. You would think I know these things off the top of my head. So the Irish god of the sea is Mananan. Mananan. Yeah. I will. Yeah. That, don't. Don't. You know do, what? I'm going to sing that tomorrow when I'm still singing that. I'm going to call. <laughs> and fucking yell at you i'm gonna find you wherever you are because i will definitely 100 still be singing that song tomorrow. <laughs> you know what let's go with it. greek is always always a good place to go right igeon is the god of violent storms and seas and an ally of the titans i like igeon that's a good Aegeon, name. or aegeon a-e-g-a-e-o-n oh probably aegeon because it's the aegean she aegean yeah it's probably aegean the no instead of yeah thank you for pointing out that i'm a moron and didn't put two and two <laughs> no no so i just started doing that that sounds like Aegean. a word i've heard before Aegean or forces no that's so okay you know what this is funny looking at myths for for your you would you know we always like to go to these old stories for myths uh-huh. and folklore for, th- for things like oh the god of hidden dangers of the deep that's perfect but it's p-h-o-r-c-y-s so Forces, foresight. Say it again. P H O R. So four. C Y S. P H O R C Y S. Yeah. Ooh. Forces. Forces. For- so that it, forces. Forces. Oh, I got it. I found it. This is perfect. You ready for this one? Yeah. Palamon. Palamon. Pal- Palamon is a young sea god who aided sailors in distress. Palamon the Paladin? Yes. Oh, fuck. That's not good. No, no, that's great. That, like, writes itself. Is it good? Yeah. We're keeping that one? Yeah, let's Palamon. keep that one. Palamon. Right. Palamon. I'm Palamon the Paladin. And it's P-A-L-A-E-M-O-N. Palamon. Very close. Palamon. 
and then he's probably like Palamon Wave Rider or Palamon Orcus or something like that. Well, we'll I'll, I'll workshop the last name, but that's that's where he, you know, yeah, Palamon, sea, a, a young sea god who saves sailors in distress. I mean, that's basically what he's what his job is is his roaming knight, right? Yeah. So, yeah. What's your, what does your guy look like? Uh, so yeah, he's a bird. He's gonna be raveny. So he's gonna be all dark. He's gonna have. Uh, you know how sometimes when you can see like darker colors and everything else looks a little bit more gray. Mm-hmm. So around the eye is kind of going down and in, in sort of a, you know, almost like his eye shadow smeared as he was crying around his eyes. It's going to be darker down. And then everything else is like a sort of a more muted mm-hmm. black around him. He's got a beak and it's got like a, like kind of a crack and a chip on one side like the right side and then he dresses pretty plainly dresses plainly in mostly darker colors probably like some some hunter green colors he's got his bag he's got his weapons everything's kept pretty tight on him he so while looking at the what was it the dark star is that his Mm -hmm. dark born under a dark star born under a dark star uh, whatever that celestial was tried to touch him to give him his warlock powers. And by doing it, his intelligence is low enough that it split his personality and he can't comprehend. He can't put the two. He can't like comprehend the celestial's gravity of it all. Like it was mm. too much for his mind to take in. So he has a split personality. So the warlock is, you know, into the celestial and constantly probably more focused on trying to do good. Whereas the other half is the barbarian half and a little bit more focused on just being like creepy and gnarly and everything Mm -hmm. like that. And so that's why, you know, sometimes in a battle, the dude could really want to spell cast, but the other personality starts taking over and just wants to wail on somebody. And that's, and you know, some sort of um, reaction to that divine intervention mm-hmm. split his mind in half. And he's yep. basically two personas in one, mm-hmm. one Kenku body. Yeah. Two personas and, and, in one Kenku body. And it, and it depends on what, which one is dominant or whether or not he can cast spells at all, or is he, that's interesting. That would probably, it's funny because it, it, story-wise, that's great. It might drive the other players nuts. Like, is he going to spell cast or is he going to run in and start hacking things? But that's if you're yep. the group that focuses on character and story. Uh-huh. That's a, that's a lot of fun. It's like you, you roll yeah. the, do you, do you roll the, like flip a coin or roll the oh, dice? Oh, that would be great. You... Yeah. Roll, roll evens or odds to see yeah. what personality pops out. Oh, I love that. Which one, which one comes to the surface too? You uh-huh. could just, um, and it's he's constantly, whole... you know, whatever that touch from the celestial was, he can't quite put together all the memories in the right mm-hmm. order from his life. So he's constantly on the road searching for to figure out who he was and who he is and who he wants to be, and it just doesn't stick as much as he wants. Here's here's a bit of inspiration thought. Um, the Raven, Apollo's Raven, was white. And when he failed Apollo, he burnt him and turned him black. Was he was was um, your Kenku here like a white feathered raven? And then when he interacted with the gods, he like his feathers changed color and became something else. Is that you know what? 
I'll go you a step further. He's half black and half white. Split, yeah. So he's part of that, uh-huh. like the half, the half that the divine touched is is uh-huh. blackened. You'd think it'd be the other way around because of the divine right. intervention, but he's the, nope. the, the the divine spark blackened his feathers on one side and he's white on the other. So he's like uh-huh. yin yang. And it's not, you know, it's not an even split down. It's mm-hmm. a little, it gets a little jagged in edges. But yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's stark white on one side and and pitch black on the other. But the 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 eye on the white side does have like the silky. The, the, black tear kind of look so he's got the, the his eyes match he's got yep. the but you can't but you don't see it as prominently on the darker side because of the the darker uh-huh. feathers yep once again you've made a character i want to see playing again although i i just want to watch you spend several hours at a table only doing other people's voices that, <laughs> that would be something that i would probably be really bad at the first game and then enjoy it so much that by mm-hmm. you know game 12 Oh man, <laughs> I know what the people are going to say before they say it. Yeah, actually, and then get really good at mimicking your friends. Mm-hmm. And start stealing everybody else's dialogue from them and using it. They, like, just have a running list. I've known people that have um, recorded their friends and used like oh, voluntarily. Wow. Like, they, they yeah. warned them, but like actually, it created little sound files, like little MP MP3 files of of dialogue for oh. their character, their kangaroos to talk with. That's too much work for me personally. I'd rather just make mimic my friends and make fun of them, but. Um, that is somebody who has time on their hands. Yeah, but that they, is they, a fantastic idea. Right. Also, somebody with the technological chops to not screw that up. Yeah, because you would have actually... to have audio files labeled with what the dialogue is. So yeah, you easily just boom, boom, boom. You have to ha- have like an app or something where you have every audio file, like a mm-hmm. Sirenscape, but for uh, for your friend's dialogue instead of music and background noise. Yeah, I li- I like this Kinku though. I like. Mm. I kind of want to see them run together where because he, he's got a flag from a sunken ship uh-huh. and Palamon is a oh that's right underwater so we didn't even do that on purpose but as no. soon as you when you rolled the um the flag I'm like I actually wonder if these two have encountered each other no but that's great and maybe you know path. he my kinku doesn't know how he got the flag he can't remember mm. he can't piece it together yeah, he was born under a dark star, and maybe uh-huh. that dark star is that incursion that Palamon is looking to prevent as a oath of the Watchers. Yeah, Paladin, like that's yep. that's what he's looking for. He's looking for what the return of that dark star is going to come back again, and has to be ready for it. Or it could be whatever my Kinku is doing on that ship. Your guy stopped him. Mm-hmm. It, he wasn't then, necessarily, you know, maybe it was a pirate ship. Yeah, like, or maybe that's how they encounter. Like, you're, you're, yeah, you're, or you, you, your kinku has this. I can't actually say the name because you're making bird noises, but your guy, your guy has, um, he has the flag. He doesn't know where it's from. The paladin recognizes the flag from a sunken yes. ship that he's encountered. Maybe he wasn't there when it sunk, but he knows where it is. Uh huh. Um, and that's some sort of connection. Maybe you know, the fates have brought them together through this connection with this sunken vessel somewhere in his territory yep. underwater. I'm kind of picturing this guy going the stereotypical like light blue, sort of silvery blue skin tone. Definitely has a man bun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sea green hair pulled into a man bun. Get a beard. And um, get little like the little fins like on the forearms and the, the calves like you'd expect. 
and his armor is scaled like a fish, but it's got the um, like the patina, like in, it's it's probably coppery colored underneath, but it's got yeah. the, the green, and it's intentional by design. Like the metal is supposed to oxidize underwater and change colors, so he's got sort of a greenish metal armor. Oh, that's um, a cool idea. The buckler shield that he's got is actually like it looks like a fish or a shark or something like that. Like it's it's carved to look like that, so that it's got like sort of an aerodynamic, not aerodynamic, yeah, aqua dynamic <laughs> shape to it. Aqua dynamic. And yeah, the trident. I it's the 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 efficient player in me goes trident is not strong enough. Give him something better. The storyteller in me goes, of course he's got a goddamn trident. He's a he's a triton. Yeah, um, he has to. And that's um, yeah. So he's moderately armored, um, roaming. At some point, at some point, paladins get fine steed as a spell. Huge seahorse. I don't know. Would it be a huge seahorse or would it be? Like, uh, would it be like an orca or something like that? I, I mean, I guess, I, I guess you would have to have a huge seahorse in wherever you are. Yeah. To make that. If he's work. on the surface, if he's on the surface, it would have to be. I'll have to look up things that that are. Um, there's got to be. D and D creatures that are uh, amphibious. It's a giant frog, so it can be on land with a movie oh. needs. <laughs> Hilarious sea turtle. A dire otter. Dire otter. <laughs> it's, it's really slippery. I keep falling off. <laughs> um, but man, I'm just thinking of like, and then the, the NPCs, he runs into other, like very, very like, you know, TH white, like you run into other questing knights. And yeah, what his, his companions get sick of all of these kind of vaguely weird noble heroic knights wandering around like oh so you know that you know the, the 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 otter human over there huh like are you you know like of course oh, of course you know the lokatha knight like why wouldn't you know him is he one of your club too um <laughs> you guys have a newsletter god and i think i play him it's it's it how often do we actually play on un- ironic characters uh <laughs> you know like i think he's just he's i He's the good part of Chris Hemsworth Thor. Yeah. You know, like the, just the, earn, the er, he's earnest and he means to do well and he's good in a fight and he's a little yeah. not dim, but he's not particularly wise, not particularly smart. Yeah. But he, you know, you, you point him at a problem and he fixes it. Yeah. <laughs> until, until it stops moving, fixes it. <laughs> Meaning smashes it until it stops smashes moving. Smashes it, stabs it, pokes it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was... I, I actually like the idea of these two. It, you know, they're air and sea too. Do, uh, do Kenku fly? They don't fly, do they? No, I don't think they fly. I, I actually think that's part of their mythology is that they lost the ability to speak and fly. I believe so. I remember that. I am actually curious enough because how often are we going to build a Kenku on one of these shows? Watch, I'll build. I'll build. I'll build a Kenku next next week. I really kind of no, like I, the Kenku. I actually have. I have. I have a phobia of building Kenku because I'm afraid of the um, uh, mimicry thing. Mm-hmm. They do not. They only have a walking speed. Yeah, and yeah. I think you're right. I think something in their past, in their lineage. Oh, dreams of flight. This is depressing. The Kenku once served a mysterious, powerful entity on another plane. Some believe they were minions of Gras, and others believe they were scouts for the Dukes of the the Wind Dukes. According to legend, the Kenku betrayed their master, which then the 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 deity took their their wings withered and fell away from their bodies. And then because their ingenuity and skill had turned their scheming towards their patron, the spark of creativity was torn from their souls. 
And because they, to ensure that Kenku could never divulge in any secrets, their masters took away their voices. Man, they're tragic. Yeah. So, um, above all else, Kenku wished to regain their ability to fly. Even Kenko born with a desire to take to the air. Every King Kenku is born with the desire to take to the air. That's tough. That's funny. So they actually so god. According to lore, they once flew, they once could fly, and they once could speak, and they were once creative, and they've had all of that stolen from them yep. by a curse. So maybe um, that's why. Maybe the curse is part of why the celestial couldn't really get through, and why it split his personality. Yeah, or I mean, if you really want to go for a deep dive into it, whatever lore in the world that you're building him in, um whatever god betrayed him or whatever god the kenku betrayed maybe it's the child god or a oh. you know or a, a minion of that god who's try, who picks one of one chosen kenku to try to restore and it doesn't work like tries to restore yeah those things those gifts and and when and instead he ends up becoming a, a, a this warlock or maybe that's part of it maybe the god is trying to decide whether to forgive them or not and picks one like they'll make this my Champion. This will be my my minion, and we'll yeah. see if the, you know my champion, and see if and if, if see if the Kenku are worthy of regaining what they lost. And it just fractures him. That could be. That could. But be he's nice... still like, I mean, you know, the thing is, he he's broken and like personality shattered, and he can't really piece himself together. But he's super strong, and he's he's got spells, so he's very mm. powerful for like a Kenku. So he's a, he's but a, he just he's can't a... quite cut it. He's a champion who doesn't know that he's a champion. He's like a, yeah. an instrument of some divine destruction or something. And I, <laughs> now I'm picturing if these two are together, like Palamon can't pronounce his name, so he just calls him Friend Bird. <laughs> friend Bird, <laughs> my mighty warrior friend Bird, and just you know, mighty warrior. Oh, we're casting spells today, Friend Bird. Good for you. <laughs> just there's this sort of like. He admires him. Yeah, you know, uh, he he would just look back at him and be like, "Friend Bard, friend Bard." Bard. Well, actually, would would he would it be returned, or would the Kenku be so so annoyed that he doesn't actually like? Would it be like complimenting a house cat, where he just doesn't like it doesn't actually mean anything to him, or would he appreciate someone paying attention to him, or would his personality have a different reaction? I think both personalities would have a different reaction. Like the the barbarian is into it, and the warlock can't care, could care less, or vice versa. Yep, yep. I think because the barbarian would definitely be friends with the guy, right? Like, so they they go drinking together. When yeah. the warlock's in charge. Yep. He's a house cat. He's like, uh-huh. fuck you. I'm and and your guy can't get it. Like he doesn't he has, understand why he's so hot and cold. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, maybe it's a bird thing. It's a, <laughs> it's a surface thing. It's a surface thing. <laughs> He doesn't know many birds. He's from underwater. How many birds could he possibly know? <laughs> he, does, he doesn't know any birds. The only birds he knows are penguins and ducks. Like they don't, and, and ducks are assholes. So he knows that that's not going to be like, like his only, his only comparison for birds are penguins who are morons. Yep. And ducks who are mean. So he's like, well, I don't know. Maybe surface birds are different. I don't, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. <laughs> <laughs> but he admires his fighting prowess. Oh yeah. I dig that. Okay. I'm into that. That's a riot. Okay, well, we've made uh, a warlock barbarian touched by a celestial that fractured his personality. I have. How do you have his name written on his character sheet? It's it's parentheses knocking 
per, uh, forward slash parentheses whistle. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> so it's funny. I, I've had Dragon Dragonborn on the mind all week because the Fizzbands book came out a couple weeks back and right. I've been and proof that we are not doing anything ahead of time. I have wanted to make a Dragonborn all week. And what did I make tonight? Not even remotely a Dragonborn. <laughs> we don't nope. plan this at all. This is completely nope. made up on the spot. So I've literally spent all week going, maybe I'll make a Dragonborn this week. No, nope. didn't happen. So, nope. No, I right. I never even thought about a Kinku until, until we started doing this. I uh, I just think it's funny that last week we rolled garbage. I think we both had garbage stats. We did last week, and we did because I made I made Jim Granger the yep. the the cobbler the Jim the Ranger cobbler the Ranger. Ranger Jim Granger the Ranger. Yeah, and I had um I can't even remember his name now, but the absolute um, hot mess of a lizard folk druid. Actually, I've got it right in front of me. I'm going to open the sheet because Moss Scale Moss Scale. That's right. Moscow. Um, yeah, so we are not we are not planning ahead with this at all. That was completely on the spot. Uh-huh. Um, and also, and also, I don't make paladins. I've never rolled up a paladin for a game. Yeah, no, I, that's a lot. I rolled up one paladin for a one shot that never got that, that got canceled. What did you name it? Right. Pal- Palamon. 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 Palamon the paladin. Um, as usual, if anybody wants to use these characters, feel free. A yeah, nice little shout out would be um, great. But yeah. feel free to. Use the character Let, sheets, use them in your games, whatever. Please record people saying knock, knock, whistle in game. Post the MP3s. Um, yeah. So where can people find you, Colin Carlton? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm on colincarlton.com and uh, Colin Carlton on Instagram and Twitter and Colin Carlton VO on Facebook and TikTok. And I am Matt Fillion on Twitter and Instagram, Matthew Fillion on Facebook. I'm not on TikTok yet because I'm old. And um, do, we have, do we have an official social thing set up or out there in the... Oh, okay. So um, charactersclass at gmail.com if anybody actually wants to email us. C in class podcast. Oh, wait, at 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 CN class podcast on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. They're all the same. So C in class podcast. King class. Yeah. King class. King class. King class. class. Awesome. So, yeah, let us know what to do with these characters. And next week we'll make more nonsense. Yeah, we will. All right. All right. Good night. Good night.